Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Makers Chat community. I'm Danielle Kaminsky, and joining me today is my friend Amber Hutchins with the Bohemian Craft House. Hey, Amber. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. So before we really get into talking about community and how we met and all that fun stuff, um, first, just tell all of our listeners, you know, who you are, what you do, the, the kind of business that you have. Um, so I'm Amber with the Bohemian Craft House, and um, I do textile art. So some weaving, I, I sort of got into that and then sort of dropped it a little bit because I was so busy with macrame. Um, so I do macrame, um, macrame earrings, jewelry, um, wall art. So that's what I do. Fun. Yeah. What's your favorite favorite thing to work on with your art? Um, you know, I, I really love um, dyeing things, like testing out different ways to dye um, the cording. Um, Making it colorful, really. I'm very like in my art is very colorful. So, um, mm-hmm. adding adding color to stuff. What's your favorite color to use? Ooh, um, tough question, huh? <laughs> this is kind of a tough question because I have several. I have a new turquoise that I've been working with that I really love. I I generally tend to go to turquoise anyway. Um, but I did do, do a fun piece not that long ago um, for a client that was hot pink. And that was super fun, too. Oh, I bet. I love pink. I'm a big pink fan. Purple's my yeah. favorite, though. Yeah. Purple's my favorite. <laughs> so how long have you been how long have you been doing your your creative business? When did that start for you? My creative business started four years ago. Um by complete accident. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was complete accident. I started with it. Um, I was making signs and then kind of joined an MLM and then was like, I want to make my own money. I don't want to make somebody else money. <laughs> so I just dove right in, kept making signs. And then I found community. And then I started, you know, I had always done furniture, but um, started getting more serious about that. And um that's kind of where I started. Cool. So it was just a very organic. That I like that. That's kind of how mine started too. When did you um when did you know though that like this was it for you? This was this was your groove, this was where you fit, this was where your time was going. Um, I would say that that happened probably just last year. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's crazy to say that, you know, I've been in business for four years, but Last year, I think, is just where I really gained traction and kind of set myself apart from every other furniture artist or not maker. I mean, um, that's really where I just felt most comfortable, like in my business. You found your groove. Yeah, I found my groove and it was like, you know, I really am kind of digging this. And it was by accident that I even found macrame. So, yeah, here we are. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. So we don't have to spend a lot of time on this if you don't want to, but I have to ask everybody that comes on here. Do you know your Enneagram type? 
Uh, I do. I'm an eight with a two wing. Okay. Okay. So actually, an eight, uh, the wings, and, and you know, I hope I hope this doesn't sound bossy, but I, you know, I'm always like, I'd love to talk about the enneagram. So eight can have a nine wing or a seven wing, but if your test came back that you're an eight, and then the second number was a two, that's because an eight, when an eight is healthy, exhibits characteristics of a two. And really? like those, that's a connection point. Yeah. So if both of those were on your thing and you you figured out, okay, now I'm an eight, then the two, that just means that you were showing some really healthy, you're in a healthy place. <laughs> you were showing some healthy characteristics and that's why it popped up on the test. Oh, wow. I love hearing about people's results for the little nuances like that because it, the Enneagram is, you know, well, you know, it's different from a lot of personality tests in that they all work together. Like the goal is, to integrate, actually, you'll hear a lot of people talk about the integrated Enneagram and because the goal is to pull the characteristics from all the different types to be the best person that we can be. Um, but each type has connection points. And so my mom's an eight. So I did. I've read a lot about an eight, too. And when, you know, in health, they they like to help people. They're very protective by nature and they want to help people and serve other people. And they go to that two, that helper that's in the two to really like lift other people up. So. That's super cool, though, that that showed up in your results like that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Instagram, and um, every time you talk about it, I'm just, like, glued, you know, to my I phone. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what did you, did you, um, did you go to college or anything, study anything? What did you go yeah. for? Yeah, so, well, the first time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the first time I actually started college when I was in high school, they had a program okay. um, that offered to send us to a community college here. And I had always really been interested in law enforcement and um, being, I wanted to be a parole officer. I don't know where that even came from, but I just, that was kind of the route that I wanted to go. So my first um, major was um, criminal justice. So that's where I started there. And then from there was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can like deal with that much stress of, of being around people that have like behavior issues or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of started going into early education um, and somehow I ended up in cosmetology school. So there you go. It was all over the place. And then um, I taught for a few years at a cosmetology college, um, which a lot of people don't know that about me. <laughs> um, and then I owned two different salons and then was um, put on bed rest with our second child. And I've been a stay at home mom since. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a really fun. Yeah. That's a fun background, though. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So you have, I've always thought, so when you were doing hair, did you get the opportunity to like be really artistic or were most of your clients like, nope, just trim my edges. Just keep me, <laughs> keep me in my wheelhouse. It's funny because I had, I mean, I had some regulars that was just like, it's the same thing every time. And that was okay. Um, but I did have some clients that were like, just do whatever, like I'll do whatever you think is going to look good. And and so I got to be creative in that aspect of it. Um, but I think as a creative person, like looking back now, the reason I loved doing hair is because it was something different all the time. Because 
we don't really like repetition, you know, right. we don't like this right. thing over and over again. So yeah. Once, once you've perfected it, you're ready to move on to the next thing. That's right. I get that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I have a hard time. Do you have a hard time um, sticking with certain things? Well, I I, do. And I, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that right? So, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, we do macrame and we do furniture, but in, in fiber arts, but I could be like mid making a plant hanger or whatever and be like, oh, that needs to be painted. And then I'll go pick up my paints. Like it's, it's a constant like ping pong game with yeah. yourself that you play. But I love that though. I mean, that we have the opportunity to do exactly what we want to do yeah. when we want to do it. So, yep. That's my favorite part. There's no one telling me what I have to do. If I change my mind one day, I can do something different. That's right. <laughs> so tell me about how plugging into community, because you kind of hinted at this earlier, that when you found community, you started to find your groove and really kind of come into your own. How how did that happen? How did community play a role in growing your business and in helping you figure out, you know, your lane, so to speak? Oh, wow. Um this is a big question. <laughs> a big um, question. <laughs> because I could go several different routes with this. Um, I feel like, you know, at first it was, it gave me a little bit of confidence to kind of put myself out there and um, show my work to the world, you know, on social media. But also it was kind of like a place where if I was having like a really down day, which I have those, you know, I'm human. I could really go to that community and be like, guys, I, I need, I need you to be thinking about me or help me out of this. Like, you know, you always have somebody to bounce an idea off of. Um, so for me, like the community has been more of a family to me um, than just a, a community, you know, it's a sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. I have, I have noticed for me, um, once I learned that, and I say learned, I, I probably always knew this, but in person, even I'm, when I go into a group of people, especially if it's new people, I have a tendency to kind of hang around the edges. You know, I, I, I might engage in a little, little bit of, um, what would you call it? Small talk, I guess, but like, it's hard I, I kind of observe, right? I want to see what, what's expected of me before I jump in. And I think a lot of people do that, even in the online community, especially in in-person community, right? When local community, but even in online communities, it's like they'll pay their membership fee and they'll sort of stick their toe in and then they'll just sort of sit back and watch. And they might hit the like button every now and then, or they might, you know, oh, that's pretty, or, you know, just like simple things. But I've learned that too, that once you begin to really engage and put yourself out there and start talking to people and like you said, even coming in with the, okay, guys, I know that I need to get out of my head here, help me and, and putting it out there and letting them, letting them help you. And then in turn, keeping an eye out for the other people who are needing that input and helping them. That's where the growth happens. Yeah, for sure. So that, yeah. Um, so for you, I know you're, you and I right now, I feel like we're mostly talking about online community just because that's how we know each other. And that's probably where we're the most plugged in. 
but do you have a local community that you're a part of? So I have a booth um, and Mm -hmm. I am connected with other artists in my community, um, other makers, um, just from Mm -hmm. having that booth. And um, we have a space called uh, Nubo. It's the Nubo district and Mm -hmm. it's all art, all artisans, um, you know, lots of food and restaurants. It's just really, really cool place. So um, from shopping there, like you get to know people, um, even though we're the the second largest city in in Iowa, um, it's still like you you know everybody. So yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. We're 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 in one of those big small towns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everybody kind of knows everybody, but at the same time, it's it's still relatively large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in that, with your local community, do you have a lot of opportunity to, and I know right now things are a little different, but do you typically have an opportunity to see a lot of them in person and get feedback and bounce around ideas and that kind of thing? Um, You know, for me, it's maybe I'm just a little bit different in business wise, but um, I would say online, my online community, I am a lot closer to um, just because I think we're in that world of okay, well, I'm just going to grab my phone and quick ask this question. Um, plus I have, you know, little, so for, for us to go out even pre 2020 to go mm-hmm. out, it's kind of just a lot of, a lot of work. So yeah, um, I would say there's people that in my community, I could definitely reach out to if I, if I needed something and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say for me, the online community is really a huge part of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do they overlap for you at all? Do you have people in your local community that are also in your online community? Um, no, which is kind of kind of strange, actually, to think about it. I don't know. It may not necessarily be. I know that the more um, the more vocal I have gotten over the past several months in the online communities, the more I have come across people that are relatively close to me. And I've been able to connect with some of those folks. And of course, in building this community, the first people that I invited, you know, were people that I knew personally, like here locally. So I have noticed that the relationships, in-person relationships even, that come online in those communities, they tend to get even deeper, I guess, because you've got both elements. And so, I don't know, it's it's really interesting. So I just wondered if you had any of that. Not so far. And I'm, I mean, I'm pretty, I've always been pretty vocal, um, you know, pat you on the back and in the online mm-hmm. space. Um, and I, I haven't, I, I mean, I know that we have one other person in Iowa in our groups, but other than that, I just don't, I don't see it, but you know, maybe they are there. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like around here, we don't have many, furniture artists or macrame artists or you know it's more um canvas art that type of thing so but now and even in that just curious do you feel like do you feel like you learn a lot from people who have other excuse me other crafts other mediums oh yeah for sure I would say yeah definitely yeah because you know it's it's a it's not just about what we're making, you know, there's like the social media aspect or, Hey, I have a question about my website or, um, I'm doing a booth 
this weekend, how does my booth look? You know, so, and, and you and I kind of connected on that too, of mm-hmm. me asking you questions about my booth. And so, yeah, I don't think it's just about what we do. It's, I mean, artisans yeah. as a whole. Yeah. And in that vein, you're, you're going to be doing something new soon, right? You want to tell us about it? Uh, sure. <laughs> Um, I am going to start an online group um, for women, teaching them how to grow their social media and kind of um, without the overwhelm. I think, you know, when I first started my business, the, the my biggest struggle was social media. I'm like, I feel like I live on social media. And honestly, the way that I have it mapped out now, I mean, I'm barely even on social media. You know, I'll do my posting and the things that I need to do, maybe five or 10 minutes a day. And that's it. Wow. That's great. Mm-hmm. And yet you still find time to interact with everybody. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, because you're pretty present in, in the online communities where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have certain times, you know, I, I'm homeschooling three kids essentially right now. Um, they haven't gone back to school. So I'm with them a lot. And so we have a set time. And so there is time, you know, where I'm like, okay, mama's going to grab a cup of coffee or a diet Coke or whatever. And, you know, interact because I, I do get notifications. So I know when you guys might need something, but that to me has been really my favorite part of being able to, Oh, I can answer that question. You know, for some reason that just like tugs at my heartstrings of just helping. Yeah. Well, that goes back to that that type two on the Enneagram (laughs) and you know the answers and you're confident that you know the answers as an eight, you have that confidence. And so you want to help, you want to pay it forward, which I think is incredible. I mean, we need a lot more of that in the creative space. And I love that we have that in these groups that we're a part of. Yeah. I mean, I think there's from the very beginning, I had a mentor tell me, you know, there's room for all of us. So and I think at that time I still had the mentality of uh, everybody's my competition, but once you shut that off, mm-hmm. big things happen. You know, it's like, yeah. no, let's link arms. We can do this together. You know? So. A hundred percent. I actually, the day that we are recording, this is the day that I just put out my third bonus, which was about community versus competition. And, um, and gosh, there's just, there is, there's so much room for all of us. And it's not about trying to get what somebody else has. It's about building each other up. And community is just such a big, such it plays such a big, important role. And I, I always feel really bad for people who don't have that where it relates to their business. Um, hence, we're building that. <laughs> that is what we're going to try to do here is build that community so that everyone has access to it if they don't already have a spot you know, that fits them. Right. Exactly. Find somebody that you, you know, find a mentor that you connect with. And I would say the best thing, one of the best things that I've ever done for my business is an invest in myself. And that would be community. So. Yep. 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 There's free communities and you can make a lot out of that, but I think you're right. I think when you find someone that you connect with and you commit to, okay, I'm, I'm all right putting just a little bit of an investment here because this is going to be good for me. Then 
that monetary investment sometimes really helps us with the mental investment to say, okay, we're, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this be what we need it to be because we're paying for it now. And we end up getting a lot more out of it just because we give it a little bit more priority than, than the free, free things that are out there. Yeah. And most of course, def- go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, most, I mean, most definitely I, I couldn't yeah. agree more with you. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, and, and this might just be a good note if there's someone listening right now that is thinking about joining something that would be paid and you're just, but you're just not sure because you don't know that you can afford it or you don't know that it's worth the investment. And especially if you've ever gotten burned, what I have noticed is that sometimes in the paid, not the paid groups, I'm sorry, sometimes in the free groups, that's where you'll get people who maybe don't have the best of intentions and you know, I I have not, I have yet to see any negativity in one of the paid communities that I'm a part of. And I think the reason for that is everybody really wants to be there and they want to be there for themselves and for everyone else in the group. And you just, you don't get trolls in those groups. And if you do, there are moderators that are going to say, no, that kind of behavior is not allowed. We're going to end this relationship now. So it's it's a little bit more protected to and that you don't have to worry about people who maybe have negative intentions that you might have to worry about, you know, in 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 the world of internet trolls, right? In the in the day of internet trolls, where some people just enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to, to me, you know, it, one of our mentors said when I was feeling really, really overwhelmed with social media before I I got a coach um, t- to help teach me all of the things is she said, don't think of social media as social media. Think of it as social marketing. And for me in that moment was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, we we do have a business at the end of the day. We're not, it's not a hobby. So, um, right. I mean, so I don't, I don't see many trolls. Um, I'm I'm waiting for when I make it big to actually have one. So (laughs) Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Let me tell you. No, it's not. Good. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's not that big. I haven't had many, but still, I don't see it because I also have blinders on. I mean, I'm I'm in the social media space for um, with intention. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. It does. It does. And that's something too that like, and I'm sure when when you have this group for everyone, that's probably something that you'll spend some time talking about. I know that um, for me, it made a big difference. A couple of years ago when I realized that, you know, Facebook has these amazing things where you can like mute things or hide certain topics or tell it you never want to see something from this person again. And like in in that sense, when you take advantage of those tools, you have you have curated your online experience to the point that you don't have to see the things you don't want to see. Um, and when you do have someone, if you have someone show up on your page that's trying to make a fuss you have the ability to, to remove that and disengage that so that you, you know, just, just, you have that choice, right? You don't have to engage, which is big. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Um, and for me, I take everything personally. So when I, I was seeing a little bit of it last year and it was like, you know, I would get really upset. Like it would just, you know, stress me out. And then it was like, okay, I have the ability to, to recontrol the situation and I don't have to see that post or I don't have to follow that person or whatever. So 
yeah, definitely. I think you can create um, everything you want to want to see when you're scrolling. So, yeah. And it does. It makes a big difference. So do you have since since it sounds like you have some really amazing boundaries around social media? And I know that for creatives, myself included, sometimes you go to do something for your business and then it's like the shiny object syndrome. You've got the, the squirrel over here that gets your attention and um, and pulls you away from what you set out to do. And next thing you know, you've gotten lost in the vortex that was your phone. Um, do you have any good tips on that about setting up boundaries and making it easier for yourself? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, you really have to accept that you are putting up boundaries and, you know, recognize that, yes, I need to put, I need to put boundaries on this relationship or whatever that may be. Um, but also I, I set the day with, with intentions um, of, okay, here are th the three major things that I have to get done and I have to write them down um, because I like to check the box of, this is my to-do list is done. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise I, I do feel like it's squirrel city, like, Oh, shiny thing over there. Oh, I need to go look at that post or, you know, I'm going to spend a minute scrolling and an hour goes by, you know, yeah. so setting for me this year, um, starting in January was just setting in, intentions. Each day, every single day. Yep. I have a, yep. I have a planner, um, that either I write in the night before or the morning as we're kind of doing our breakfast routine, drinking coffee, um, that I'll set down and, and write things out. Cool. So do you have a specific planner that you like to use? Yes. And of course you're going to ask me that because it's in the other room. That's okay. You don't know <laughs> what it is off the top of your head. I don't, I think it's the make, okay. it's the, it's the maker's yearbook. Is that right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Actually, I think I might have, do they have a downloadable option? Yeah. I think I recently bought the downloadable option because I wanted to take a look at it. Yeah. Um, so I would be happy to send you pictures of it. It's, it's amazing because as a maker, we have to look ahead in months mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, we have to have, you know, goals and things like that. And it, it just maps it out for you, which is amazing. I need that. That's really cool. Yeah. I have, um, so I use something called the best today guide. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. So Shante Grant, she has a podcast. Actually, she's recently changed it. It used to be business life and joy podcast. Now it's the best today podcast. Um, but it's for, it's for anybody, but it's, it's incredible. It's, and it's, and it's similar. You, there's a process to it. You sit down the night before to plan the next day so that when you wake up, you're ready for that day. And as much as you're also, I mean, yes, you're, you're writing down the things that need to get done. You're writing down your schedule. You're also every day focusing on what your vision for the future is and what your best today looks like, not just, just in general, but like literally today, maybe today you're sick and your best today looks like drinking a lot of water and getting some rest. But like mm -hmm. it's talking about that kind of thing. So that that's her concept. But yeah, I highly, I would recommend checking that out, checking her out. I really, I love everything she, she puts out there. She really cares, cares about other women and other um, business owners, but just women in general, you know, to, to do the, 
to literally have their best today and live their best life. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, my kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, she's all, she's pretty awesome. I've been listening to her for a few years now, and it's like, oh, just, I want to be her friend. <laughs> Which I think happens in online communities a lot. You get to, you watch people as they grow and develop, and you're like, gosh, I just want to be this person's friend. I want to, like, call them on the phone and be like, congratulations, that is awesome. <laughs> celebrate their wins and they don't even know you're celebrating with them <laughs> yes yes I love it that's what that's what I love about the online community um so the store that you're in I'm just curious are, is it a lot of artists is it a lot of furniture artists what's the name of it um it's Nubo Shops at Heart House um you we just that. I'm sorry Nubo, yeah yeah no that's okay um so what the owners of the shop did, which I think is, it's pretty cool um, because we do have other places that has, you know, a bunch of makers in it and little booths and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want us to compete with each other. So there's, you know, I'm a macrame artist and that's all I have in this booth right now. Um, so there will be no other macrame artist. Um, another girl does, she does canvas art and, and our art was, is very similar. So the owners were like, we are, she's already here in that space. So, you know, we prefer if you didn't bring art in, which was fine. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we all do something different, but it's really cute. Like how we're all kind of meshed together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We try to do that at my shop too. We don't want, we don't want people stepping on each other's toes. We don't want to breed competition, so to speak. Even though, you know, as we've, I'm sure we, you know, again, we have, we share mentors. Um, one of them is Kara, who was on the podcast last week, and then Dion, who will be on the podcast in a couple of months, actually. But, um, but in any event, you know, there's, there's enough in the world for all of us. There's enough space for all of us. And when you stay in your own lane, right, and keep your eyes on your own work, so to speak, um, you really have the ability to thrive. And when, when we just keep that in mind and we stop being worried about what everybody else is doing, I feel like I'm about to get on my, back on my little kick that I did for the bonus episode. Cause I just, like I said, I was, I just put that out this morning. So I was re-listening to it for the transcription. And it's just, it's just one of those things that like a lot of times we get so hung up on looking at what everybody else is doing and thinking that if we want to be successful, that's what we have to be that we forget that being ourselves and being different is what is ultimately going to make us successful because there's not another, there's not another me, there's not another you. And the only way that we're truly going to succeed is to be, you know, the best Danielle and Amber that we can be. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's one of those eye opening things that can be really amazing one day. And then the next day you're back to struggling with it. But I think we all need that constant reminder that, it's just about being us. It's not about trying to be anybody else. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that would be like, it's just self-sabotage, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I've been talking about this a lot because I um, had to pull myself out of it, but yeah, I mean, if the second you start competing, I mean, that's, you're just setting yourself up, you know, mm -hmm. instead of we could, we could pick the same colors to paint, a piece of furniture and you and I would never be exactly the same. Even if somebody exactly. said, 
this is the way the stripes have to go, it still would not be the same. Right. So right. We're creating exactly for who we were, were meant to be. Exactly. Exactly. And like, and I think that that can be, and I've noticed that too. And, and I hear, so like, like you're talking about with our mentors and stuff and it's like, everybody's is going to they'll excuse me. They'll tell you this anytime they're going to do a tutorial. Everybody's work is going to be different. Yours is going to look like yours. And this person's is going to look like theirs. But some people just have a really hard time because they're like, no, I'm doing this because I want it to look exactly like that. And it, and it can be hard for them to recognize the, the beauty of the fact that, no, yours is supposed to be different because it's supposed to be yours. Um, and that's, you know, that's what you really want people to hear. And that's what I hope people are hearing from these conversations we're having this month um, about community is that it's, it's about being with other people and being yourself, you know, not having to change who you are to fit into the community's box but using the community to instead become more of, of you, more of who you are. Yes, exactly. So if you were talking to someone who is maybe just jumping into a community somewhere, just getting started with a creative business, do you have one or two pieces of advice that you just would be like, this is what I got to tell you from the beginning. This is what you need to know. <laughs> Um, first of all, I'd hand them a, no, hand them a list. Um, I would say just have confidence to put yourself out there, um, and get yourself a website. <laughs> um, yep. you know, just, I would, I would also say be open-minded because there are going to be people that, that want to help you, um, you know, grow and learn and, and, you know, be a sponge off of everything that you're hearing. Um, if it's good and positive, but, um, <laughs> yeah, just have confidence to believe in yourself. You know, I think that was, you know, for me, that was a lot of reason why I didn't gain traction for three years into my business is because I didn't really have the confidence. I, I had the, you know, I cheered everybody on, but I wasn't really doing much because I was looking at all the shiny objects. So that's my yeah. advice. <laughs> Work on the confidence. Um, yeah, I get that. Cause for me, um, confidence, sure. was something that I struggled with, but also just the general mindset of, Oh, well, I'm just, you know, I think a lot of people when they're not, when they don't have the confidence, they, the message that they'll give themselves is, Oh, well, it's just a hobby or, I don't, I'm not doing this to make money. And like, they don't realize that it, you don't necessarily have to be doing it to make money. But when you start to use that word, it's just, it's just, you're sending those messages to yourself that it's just that because it's not this. You know what I mean? Does that, did that come out the way I meant for it to? Yeah. So like just that mindset shift made a huge difference for me, difference for me in my business because you know, now it was like, okay, you know, it's not just a hobby. It's a business. And this is what I'm trying to do. And when you start looking at a business and figuring out what's missing there, then I realized part of that was the confidence to put it out there. Um, you know, and sometimes the, the mindset holds you up from realizing that you actually do have some confidence issues to work through. Yeah. 
For sure. I mean, and it, it is a scary, it's a scary thing to put yourself out there, but I think when you start taking yourself seriously and mm-hmm. um, having confidence, you know, it's just, it, it changes, it changes the game really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me before, before I get to the rapid fire questions for the end of the episode, what is your favorite? Cause like, I, I, I just know what I see the most from you, obviously, but like, what is your truly your favorite product to create? Um, I know you said the big weavings, but like, and, and maybe, and I know that's what you're working on now. I know technically, I guess technically I already asked this question and now maybe I'm asking, looking for a different answer because I'm thinking, like, I feel like, I feel like you're very known for your earrings. Does that feel accurate? That or is feels, that just what I see? No, that's, that's true. Yeah. And that's, you know. And I do, I enjoy creating that because I can, you know, have, have a kid in my lap while I'm, you know, doing macrame, um, jewelry, but honestly, I love the big pieces, but I do like the big pieces, but I haven't got a lot of time to spend on them because the earrings do keep me extremely busy. Gotcha. So So it's the trade-off. It's the trade-off for what what's going to keep me busy and move versus what I want to spend all my time doing. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. I have some of that kind of stuff too. I told someone the other day, I was like, I've got to um, get, get back a balance here between what I enjoy doing most and what sells the most. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's for me, it was um, last year. I was like, I literally am working my fingers to the bones. Like something has to give. Um, yeah. But they're so pretty. They are very pretty. I have a pair. My mine are like a pretty teal turquoise color. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It's a it's a balance, but you know, the times that we're in, um, a lot looks different for us. You know, that's true. Um, for me, it's by the time it's the end of the day, and I can go into my space and work on a big piece. Um, there just isn't, you know, there isn't enough time. There's not enough energy, you know, and that's probably. That's probably not all true. I, I could probably go down there and do it, but um, the earrings and jewelry are a big, big seller and plant hangers are a big seller. So yeah, I usually do put that first, but it's probably, I need to start etching out some time to do a few big pieces. Yeah, definitely. We want to see them for sure. Yeah. Well, I have the a pictures because I can't wait to see. I have a big commission piece coming up. Um, um, for a wedding. So that will be fun to share. Is it going to be a backdrop for the altar? Yep. Yep. They have, they have an, an outdoor wedding and I want to say it's in Montana. So I'll be creating, we're, we're, uh, we have a meeting tomorrow to set up dimensions and all of that. So that piece will get started. Fine. Fun. I can't wait to see it. I love, I love big pieces. I love, and you know, with the textile art and stuff, like, I love to like, well, I've walked into stores before and I've seen like a piece that just takes up the whole wall and I'm just like mesmerized and then I'm up close and I'm looking at all the nooks and crannies and, and I just love it. 
What's your favorite medium? Do you just, do you like macrame cord or rope or do you have a preference? Yeah, I, I do have a, a big preference. When I first started, it was um, just what I could get my hands on at Hobby right. Lobby. And it was more, um, it's more like a rope type of, I don't know, it's kind of cheapo stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out really pretty, but honestly, like, essentially macrame is just knots. So you're tying a whole bunch of knots and my fingers used to be just raw. And um, so now for me, I love um, 100% cotton cord. So it's a lot softer on the hand. And I'm I'm like, I have to touch things all the time. So I want them to be soft. So good. I get that. I get that. Now, you did a piece not that long ago. I remember you sharing it. It seems like maybe when we were doing one of our maker marathons or something um, that was like a macro weave. Are you still doing a lot of that or any of that? Or was that just kind of a, a test to see if you liked it? Yeah, I mean, I have pieces that I, I probably really should put on my website. Um, but, but again, that's a time thing. Um, like I said, I'm I'm homeschooling. And so the bigger, more time-consuming things just are kind of on the back burner. But, but yeah, I think that, that we'll be doing more of that for sure. I have um, some really, really fun, large driftwood pieces. So um, I think that would be really cool to do some macro weaving. So, yeah. That would be super cool, super cool. So by the time this episode airs, We'll have all your links in the comments and people can go check it out and see what else in your shop. Cause I'm sure yeah. some of those awesome things will be there by then. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we sign off for the episode, I just want to ask a couple of fun questions to again, help get to know you a little better. Are you reading anything right now? Any to share? Um, okay. So I'm a read two books at one time type of person. Are they usually two different kinds of books? Yeah. Do you, have, do you like to read the same type of thing? No. Uh, right now, they both of them are kind of business related. Um, so the one that I'm reading right now is Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, it's a good one. And it's one of those that at first I couldn't put it down. And now it's like I'm just kind of going through getting little snippets of it um, because it kind of does repeat itself a little bit. But um I do. I am enjoying that. And then the other one is. Can't even remember. I can't remember. (laughs) Imagine that a book about habits repeating itself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, I have that book. I haven't. I barely started it, but I got it because, again, Shantae Grant that I mentioned with the Best Today Guide, she did a book immersion for that book. And I really wanted to. um, I didn't get to participate at the time in real time, but I bought, bought it after the fact. And started yeah. it a little bit, but I can't wait to really get into it. What about TV? Do you watch much TV? Do you have any shows or anything that you're really into right now? Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, I have shows because uh, when the kids go to bed, it's mommy kind of curls into into bed in relaxation mode. Um, I love the housewives. <laughs> as much as oh, I really, hate reality shows. Yeah. Yep. The Real Housewives, um, as much as I hate drama in my life and in my <laughs> circle, like, it's like a train wreck that you can't stop watching. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we we watch a lot of reality shows. Um, let's see what else we watched. What have I binged? I I love Netflix because I can binge shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I I do watch. I do watch TV, not, um, I watch court TV a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, anything to do with law and lawyers and all of that Probably stuff. Goes it's still, back to yeah. It's still an enforcement interest. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Awesome. And you, I, that's what I was about to say. So when you said court TV, but I think the reason I was like, okay, is because I feel like a lot of people, are very interested in like the law and order shows or the dramas. But once they realize that actually like legitimate law enforcement is a lot more tedious than that, they, I feel like there's not the same people that then enjoy like court TV, like you're talking about, because that's, that's a little more real life and it's actually what it might look like <laughs> in real person, in real life for the most part. Um, so that's cool though. And that makes sense. If that was, you know, what you started out thinking, this is what I want to do. So you're still interested in it, even though you decided not to go that route. Yeah, I think it's the helper in me, you know. Yeah. I always, like my mom would always say, like, you know, growing up, my boyfriend's like, you you can't fix them. <laughs> stop, be, stop being so helpful. Like, you can't fix everybody. But I, I thought that's what I wanted to do. So, yeah. I, but I can do that now and in a in a good, positive way. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then my last question, if time and resources and money and all the things, if none of that was of any consequences, where would you go tomorrow? Hawaii. Hawaii. Yep. Have you ever been? Nope. We were supposed to go last, last May. I think we were planning on going. Um, And obviously, you know, 2020 is, was, a very stressful year. Um, but I, I enjoy shows that, that I have a show Hawaii life. Um, yeah. <laughs> that I watch on discovery plus, and it's just so beautiful and laid back. And, um, I feel like it's a place that I need to go. Like I, I have to go this year. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being on here with me today. It's been a lot of fun talking to you and getting to know you. We're going to put all your links and your, your wait list and your website and all that good stuff is going to be in our show notes for today's episode so people can go find you and follow you. And you are, I mean, you know, you love social media. So tell what platforms are you on? You're definitely on Facebook. I know you're on Instagram, right? I'm very present um, on Instagram. Okay. Um, so Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse. Are we forgetting any others? <laughs> Are you on Pinterest? I'm on Pinterest. Yes. Do you tweet? Nope. I, I don't tweet either. I don't tweet either. Um, but, okay, no. cool. Well, we'll have all those links so that everybody can come find you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.